Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M footy lives on listener. Replays, interviews and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. The countdown to the weekend is over. Footy starts now. now. And every massive moment is right here. A massive arm wrestle. Massive hit. Oh, That's why we love it. To McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Very good evening, uh, that's not a great start, Rooney. Really. About that, I've, uh, I've just knocked on off the kickoff there. Sorry about that. I've, I've grabbed the wrong uh, headphones. Yeah, give me there. those, man. I'll put them away so, for you. So it can only get it can only get better from here. It can only get better. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to uh, Shark Park Points Bet Stadium tonight. It's Cronulla taking on the Dragons, the old local derby. <laughs> uh, Blake Braley will play a hundred games for Cronulla tonight, while Ben Murdoch Basilla will play one hundred NRL games. That goes, of course, along with a very uh, distinguished. Career in the Super League as well. So good luck to Big Ben tonight. Uh, welcome to you, James Graham, to Points Bet Stadium, a local game for you. Yes, not too far away from my uh, place of residence. Uh, great to be here, Maroon, especially in some of the company here. The, the pre-game banter has been fantastic. <laughs> We've covered off on a few issues. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all about that trip that you and Dal go on in the off-season. Yeah, to, to Alice Spring, but we're flying, so we don't no, have to put mate, up. I, I reckon... There needs to be like a GoFundMe page set up to make yeah. that trip happen in a car. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think so, mate. That won't be happening. Who? Because what? What's your beef with Marunda? No, there's no, there's no beef. No, because he's he he gives me all the gossip about your your yeah. issues. But what? What? Why no. don't you want to drive with him? Uh, I tell you what, because Maroon and I have worked together for a long time, okay? We've been mates here for 10 years. And, and like, when we do uh, those luncheons and those functions and stuff, I, I always say, if we're going to the country, he goes, oh, mate, I'll drive you. No problems. Mate, happy to fly if, you know, if you want to fly me. And then when I get in there with him and I, you know, I try to have a chat to him and stuff, and look, like I've been known to talk a little bit, okay? <laughs> but then sometimes I go, Maroon, let me drive your car. No, you're not driving my car. I said, I'm not going to steal it, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he thinks I'm going to steal his car. He's got a beautiful car. And I don't know. And then, and then sometimes I can get on people's nerves. So I just, like, I shut it down a little bit, oh, you know. He shuts you, it down a little bit. Yeah. But then... Uh, but then are, you, are you a good reader of the room? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you, know, you know, say, like, you, you're asking Maroon, Maroon questions and he's just giving you, like, one-word answers. Yeah. So are you then, okay, I get it now. I'm just going to just... But, yeah, like, just sh- yeah. Sh- shut it down for Yeah, him. and I understand, look, he's getting a bit older and sometimes he needs <laughs> a little bit of a break and he needs to sort of be in his own little space. So even one time there, when we were driving out of Dubbo Way, um, I knew the time was nearly about 4.30 and it was time for Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> so I said to Maroon... I'm going to give you a break. Bold and Beautiful is on, so don't talk. So for half an hour, he got a bit of quiet time, and then I watched Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, oh. to be a fly on the wall oh. in that car. Oh. But, but you know what? As soon as – this is another thing he does. Like He does not shut up, right? But as soon as someone's name comes up, say someone we know, Ryan Girdler. Ryan Girdler's name comes up, bang, Ryan Girdler's on the phone. Now there's three people going in there. That's not true. Because even Girds is a good friend of yeah. ours. And that, but then sometimes you go, oh, yeah, Marty Downs. Marty Downs is a good Marty Downs is on the phone. Oh, yeah, there you please, go. Let's ring him and say hello. Because yeah. we're on a trip, mate. So I like to bring other people into the conversation a little bit. Oh, the, the, uh, honestly, like, 
<laughs> I, I honestly think you need to film it. We need a GoFundMe page, get it organised in a car, we'll no, pay you no. extra. I won't be like, film the thing, no. for, it'd be amazing. Yeah. No, I won't be able Because yeah. I'll tell you what, the last time we went out to... Um, Rangy, Dubbo and Rangy. That, Rangy, mate, we killed it. He got me up early, we were staying in a caravan park. I'm, I don't think I'm too good to stay in a caravan park. I love it, mate. Mate, Wendell Sailor, people share, mate. People see me, <laughs> how you going, Dale? <laughs> you know, we, mate, we, we were killing it at those functions, yeah, yeah, raising yeah. a lot of money. Um, and then I, and then Maroon's up early, like, he's up like six, I could hear him, I thought, okay, he wants to get back. So what I do, rather than sleep in and make it about me, I get up early, and as we're going back, on the way back, he nearly kills me. He, he, he nearly kills me. What's drives, that noise? It's a fire alarm. Oh, right. 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 I'm, I'm off. I'm going. I'm going to. What have we got to go? We oh, got, I can't get we got, we got to yeah. go. Okay. What have we got to go, mate? Well, we I can't go. I'm like the last one on the Titanic. I'm going to have to stay here. Oh, oh, probably a bit too early, mate. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough chat about our car trips. But suffice yeah. to say, but anyone who knows you knows that you don't stop talking. And Trangy is seven hours away in a car. But I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fire alarm there. But, you know, what? Well, we, we, we do a good job on those trips. Now, let's get stuck into some rugby league news. Pardon me, the fire alarm stopped. Um, and let's start off by talking about, uh, well, I suppose the obvious thing, because we're here tonight, boys, and you've both had an association with the Dragons, who are in all sorts of drama at the moment, but the Ben Hunt situation, they stood their ground, the Dragons. I don't know how long they can stand their ground for. I don't really know what the outcome will be, James. Well, they're standing for something, Maroon. They're standing for something. So those Red V members and fans can be proud of their club for not just bending over backwards and letting their marquee player and their captain walk out the door less than a year after we signed a, a contract extension. Now, that can be harsh on Ben Hunt. He's got his reasons and valid reasons for, for wanting to, to move on. But the club stands for something. And I think, I, I don't know if it's perhaps fully over just yet, but if they are going to let him go, if he's going to walk out that door, it's not, oh, thank you very much for your service it's well what are we getting in return so Brisbane Broncos you give us a player in return or some financial compensation same with the Gold Coast Titans we'll let you have him but it comes at a cost what is that how much can you put a figure well, on I, that I, I, I don't know what a, I don't know what a figure would be yeah. I, I would what I would say is that I'd be of the opinion they need to go and get a player um, not, not in the same position but I think that the Dragons need a hooker I think they've got their seven there in uh, in, in in Sullivan. Sullivan. So they don't need us like for like like the, the talk of Toby Sexton coming down. Yeah. come on. Like, w- w- yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with him? Play him in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, like let's let's, be, let's, let's got, be serious. Yeah. yeah. So I think you say give us barrels, or you give us some you give us some speed in in a calm Pereira. Right. And if you and, and they might say no. Well, okay. Well, if you say no, then you don't get back yeah. on for season twenty twenty four. Alternatively, you go okay. Yeah. We'll let him go to the Gold Coast for a compensation for, say, Carl Pereira or who, whoever it may be, or middle forwards. Flano identifies where he needs, um, you know, re, uh, re, which areas of, of positions need address, addressed. But he says maybe I'll go to the Cronulla Sharks and say it, it on the on the premise that if we get. Um, if we let um, Ben Hunt go, we've got the money to sign Cameron McKinnis. So it's one of those deals that it's like a knock-on effect. Like when you buy a house, like a house, like get someone like a Cam McKinnis to come and play dummy half because they need they need a hooker. Yeah, they need a hooker desperately. Okay, but okay. Well, if they get would it get Verrills or do something around uh, Cam McKinnis or? But mate, you're not going to stop the you're not going to swap the Queensland Origin halfback for Khan Pereira. 
No, but what I'm saying is they, that that gives them then some more money to go out and get um, spending the market in other areas that they needed. One of those other areas that they need attention, in my opinion, is some speed. Okay. Tom Pereira gives you speed. All right. Well, let's welcome in uh, one of Australia's leading premier rugby league journalists, David Riccio. Quite an introduction, Maroon. Thanks very much, boys. Good to be here tonight. Yeah. Big Good Dell. This is your local, isn't Jimmy? it, right here? Yeah, it's a home game. Yeah. Easy. Uh, nice and easy. What yeah. is the latest with you? Just to put you on the spot, I know you just walked in, but we're talking about what might happen with the Ben Hunt situation. I can see we're keeping him at uh, the Dragons till the end of this year. That doesn't seem an issue, but moving forward, well, are they going to have to part company? Yeah, look, Maroon, I, effectively, I, I believe the Dragons have bought time, and that's ultimately why they've rested on this decision. And I think Ben Hunt, um, and I know he's, you know, we've banged on about his character and, and, and his decision-making process. But ultimately, I think he's pulled back knowing that it actually gives the Dragons a better chance of filling his void if a decision is made at the end of this year. They've bought time, effectively. And throughout this period of between now and October, uh, call it November 1, that will allow Shane Flanagan to sit back and start talking to other agents and other clubs about what could what could we take if we were to let Ben Hunt go at the end of this season. In short, he'll be here for the remainder of the year, but as I said, it buys the Dragons time to try and find an alternative solution. Is the is the Brisbane deal completely dead and buried? Well, I th- yes, I yes I believe so. Uh, and, I, and I say it from a salary cap point of view for an entire season next year is a lot different to trying to pick him up in this short window for the remainder of this year to try and go win a comp. Because it's August 7th, the deadline day, That's isn't right. it? So right. which is round, after round 23, I believe. Yep. That, that perplexes me. Yeah. But, 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 you know, obviously that then buys... Uh, Brisbane more time to, th- to throw more money for what would effectively be an August, September or three-month deal. Well, that's, the, that's right. And, and, and next year, Ben Hunt's a $900,000 purchase for the Broncos. Now, if they were to pick him up, it's far less. It's that two fifty mark, right? And so that's where the Broncos became interested, a window of opportunity to try and go win the comp now. Mm. But it's clo- I firmly believe it's closed. Um, they would need to release an, an Adam Reynolds. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to re-sign Payne Haas. Uh, Thomas Flegler's coming off contract, so they would need to make a big call on their roster to let one go to get Ben Hunt in next year. All right. So are we making so that there's no doubt in the world that next year it's going to be the Titans? Well, I'm not. I'm not closing the door on the Red V. Right. Well, what's to say, Shane? But there's Fla- no other. Shane... There's no other party in the. Because uh, it's got to be southeast Queensland. Does it have to be southeast? Does it? Oh, well, I thought it was just all about whether the weather's warmer. Oh, there. okay. Because I thought if it's compassionate thing, well, yeah. It, no, look, yeah. no. To, in, in all honesty, look, the Titans would have to be the front runner in that regard. I can't rule out the Cowboys. I can't rule out the Cowboys. If we're talking about a Queensland organisation, um, and with some wiggle room, if they made some calls in their halves, much easier than what the Broncos could with Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mam. The Cowboys could make some decisions around their halves and that would open a door for Ben Hunt but ultimately the Titans would would be in the box seat because guys if you actually analyze the Titans spine not a lot of a lot of money is spent in their spine they have Jaden Campbell at fullback they have Sam Verrills at dummy half um, they have Kieran Foran and then um, ah, mental blank halfback 
Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd. Yeah. What, what about someone like an AJ Brimson, though? Would he not be considered the, the Titans' fallback on Incre- pretty decent money? Increasing money now. Mm. You know, increasing money. But, 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 but Jimmy, that one out of your four spine on significant monies, yeah. pretty good cap management around your spine. Majority of their money's in their front row, Del. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Um, it's just, like, we're talking about this Ben Hunt situation again. Even how it all, how it all came about, um, and I, I don't think Ben, I, to blow it up through origin and, you know, saying that, you know, you know, I virtually, I want to move, move on now mm. and to see where it's at now, I'm happy he's staying for the uh, season. But, like, it just, it just sets a bad precedence for the club, I just think, in general. Like, mm. not so much the club's decision is fine, but even the players, like, away from what's some of the, what's some of the boys thinking. Yeah, let me say this. I firmly believe that the whole captaincy debate has come up, guys, yeah. that, that on the back of this decision, he should be standing down as captain. On the, on the back of, okay, let's say they get behind on the scoreboard tonight, they're down 14-0, yep. and then the captain that doesn't want to be here is trying to rally the boys behind the post. What players are going, okay, hang on a second, captain. Yeah. Do you want to be here, or why are you, why are you barking at us? Uh, unfortunately, though, Dave, like, yeah. you, you look at their team and there's some quality players there. But where's, where's your lead? Spot on, spot on. And that is, that's a byproduct. Of, that's why I don't think we'll see the captaincy change. There's no there's, genuine there's leader. No, there's, no, there's no standout candidate, is there? We go, oh, this guy's, this guy's the man. Yep. This but guy's the man for it. it. Is it, are we still, is, this, is the reason for going still compassionate grounds? He needs to get home? No, 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 Maroon. The, the basis of Ben Hunt's argument was that when he re- re-signed the extended contract back in October, there were some discussions around what that re-signing would do for the footy club. Ben, re-sign with us and watch us kick on from here as far as recruitment, stability and, and building us into a, into a premiership winning roster. Well, if I'm being frank, it's been a car crash ever since. Mm. And and no and, and this is where I've had some arguments in the past about management holding up their end of the bargain. Management being just as willing as what Ben Hunt's expectation on him is. And that's where they've let him down. They've failed to deliver on what they would have promised Ben Hunt in re-signing. Well, well, is that where we're going as a game for the players now to have that in their contract? I know Payne Haas was looking at having something like a top four finish in his contract. Otherwise, he could be free to wow. renegotiate the year after. Do you remember when that conversation was happening? Yeah, is, yeah. is that the way it's going to go where you know people will look at this example of a Ben Hunt where the, the management and the, and the backrooms, mm. not, not the backroom staff, but the, the front office staff haven't necessarily held up their end of the bargain in terms of who we're going to recruit, coach and staff, etc., mm. etc., et and go, uh, well, if, you're, if we're not a top eight team... Yep. I, I, I get to renegotiate you, you've the had, year after. Is, is that where you think the game could be going? Jimmy, you, you've, you're capable of coming up with a radical idea, but to be honest, I don't think that's too far radical. No, it's not. I think it's coming. Because, you know, and I think it would be a case-by-case basis where a player is taking a gamble on a club. Yeah. And I'm not here to pick on the West Tigers. But if a gun player was on the open market, let's say Cameron Munster... And Munster said, yeah, I'll come to the Tigers. However, I'll put a parameter, parameters in my contract that if you don't make the finals, then I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, it could make sense. Mm. It, well, it, it, it does because in this situation here, from the outsider looking in, for Ben Hunt, who signed a contact extension in uh, the, the back end of last year, what's changed? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he wanted to bring it in a, a coach clause. 
which again you could argue is not too dissimilar to a performance sure. clause. Um, but you know, make a prediction. Anthony Griffin was no way he was going to coach yeah. after the season 2023 yeah. in reality. Uh, we got James Graham, David Riccio, Wendell Saylor, and Maroon. We do it for Jim Beam. It's set to be an epic match, and that's worth raising a Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. We're going to take a break. Come back. We'll talk about Tigers and Manly and Dragons taking on the Sharks as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M footy lives on Lesser. Ready or not? McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not? Welcome back to Points Bet Stadium in the beautiful Sutherland Shire in Sydney where it's a nice clear night but a little bit chilly. Uh, both teams now out on the field warming up. Uh, the big red V and their old rivals, their old uh, local derby rivals are Sharkies. So... Sharky's red-hot favourites, obviously, to win this game tonight, but we'll talk more about that in the course of the night. Uh, let's look at some of the other things going on in and around rugby league. Of course, it is beanies for brain cancer around, so everybody here has already got their beanie, and we'll tell you more about where you can get the beanies in the course of the evening. But a wonderful cause and um, well-received by people in rugby league. Beanies for brain cancer around is here again. All right, boys. Um, some other things going on in rugby league. It was announced early in the week that uh, Luke Brooks would be off to Manly and uh, Josh Schuster has re-signed with Manly on $800,000 a year. Um, and so too Jackson Paulo and Tommy Talao. So, you know, it's one of those things, David Riccio, y- you could hardly call those four respectfully. You couldn't call it a major coup. It's a, a really a watch and see, I think, with all those four players. Yeah, I think that's fair enough, Maroon. A watch and see is a good way to explain it. Um... I will say that it's probably the most significant re- recruitment drive in one week that I've ever seen at the Manly Seagulls. They've been uh, highly proactive in, in trying to shake this roster up. Luke Brooks, um, look, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him to get out of that uh, that vacuum and vortex that was the West Tigers, yep. and he's you know copying it from fans for you know underperforming for so many years now. And it's just a really good opportunity to for Luke to step out and honestly play along someone like Daly Cherry Evans. And not be the main man. It could be a real uh, blessing for Luke Brooks. My only concern with that deal, Maroon, is that it's a four-year deal. I don't know whether it was necessary for Manly to go to four years to get Luke Brooks over the line. Uh, but in saying that, as I said, I, I think it's a it's a good move for both parties because it's a needed one from Manly. They need uh, someone to, to run along, alongside Daly and, and, and also good for Luke. Yeah, most definitely. And, and Luke Brooks has been... You know, from my understanding, trying to get out of the Tigers for a while now. I don't think he's embraced that that marquee man, that that figurehead, that um, you know, that having the, the the weight of the club on his shoulders just hasn't hasn't suited him. He's, you know, he'll play well for a couple of weeks, and then you know he's uh, the major scapegoat whenever any performance goes wrong at the Tigers. So I think he'll um, he'll really flourish playing alongside Cherry Evans. And you know, when things go wrong or after a defeat, it won't be. Let's blame Luke Brooks. This That's right. He might be part of it. Yeah. But uh, fundamentally, it's not going to all fall on him. And the other two blokes, just quickly, before I get to Schuster, uh, Tommy Talau and Jackson Paulo, they're kind of like, well, they're there. Let's scoop them up. They're at the right price. They're not going to, respectfully, again, they're not going to make or break Manly in 2024. Well, the, the, what they both have is upside, Maroon. They're, they're young players and... Uh, Jackson Paul has had some moments for, for, for the Roosters. Um, and Tommy Talao has been just absolutely uh, ravaged by injuries. 
significant injury. So everyone in the game is wishing him well. He's a super talent when he's fit and firing. And again, just an upside. I don't think they would have overpaid for those two players, but they make uh, they probably make Manly a, a stronger depth um, squad in their back line. And okay, speaking of under overpaying, underpaying, overpaying. Am I right in suggesting Josh Schuster $800,000 to stay at Manly? Yeah, look, certainly that's my understanding. Look, Manly have been quite vehement today in announcing Josh Schuster that he's actually stayed for less uh, than what he could have been uh, earned elsewhere. Look, that's debatable. I think $800,000 for Josh Schuster, given that the representative money for back rowers um, currently... Oh, mate, there's... There'd only be two two current rep players. Liam, let's just well, we'll use Liam Martin as an example. He's not on no, any, anything no. near that money. Uh, I think it's a huge gamble as far as the salary cap is concerned. I wish Josh Schuster all the best. He's a talented kid, but but eight hundred thousand dollars for a back rower. Yeah, uh, but and not not only that though, David. Eight hundred thousand dollars for him. I mean, he has already proven on more than one occasion that he's he's not. 1,000% focused on being a successful NRL player. Well, he took time out of the off the World Cup to get his body right in pre-season, came back for Manly and needed time off during the season, was given time off to get his body right. Now, that's concerning. Well, well it's it's interesting that, beha- that that behaviour and that, I don't know, could you call it lifestyle is being rewarded with, with such a significant contract and it's clear with them bringing Brooks in, he's not going to be playing 5-8. He will be playing as an edge forward. And I I, I don't understand where the, the Tigers... Have, uh, sorry, the, where Manly have got the the idea that he stayed for less because, well, who who would who would honestly seriously pay more than 800 yeah. for him? I think that's the, the, the best deal, which, um, you know, for, for a player that's... Um, currently there, I, d- I don't think you should be paying the, the top money to retain a player. Yeah. Or the best deal. You shouldn't offer the best deal in order to retain a player. Yeah. So the three best back rowers on the field tonight for St. George Illawarra and the Sharks are Jaden Sewer, Teague Wilton and Britton Nakora. Um, neither any of those three would be north of 550,000. Oh, even Britton Nakora. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Kiwi International. Yeah, and, so, so, and also, you've got to look at, look at it from this point of view. When you're paying a back rower 800 grand a year, what's your upside from him? So, that Josh Shuster could become the best back rower in the competition. And the reality of it is, you're getting even money. Mm. Yeah. So, it, it seems strange. Yeah. So, so Payne Haas, for example... Uh, he can change the game with the way he plays the game. We would all agree. The yep, Bronco yeah, front yep. uh, enforcer, um, leg speed, absolute dominates packs. He's at that point in time where he believes he's a million-dollar front rower. He's only, what, Josh Schuster's, what, $200,000 less of Payne Haas? But, but also what Payne Haas does on the training field, he's the fittest forward. Yeah. So he leads by example, yeah. and he drags people with him, and he's yep. not a drain on resources. Yep. Where Josh Schuster is a bit of a drain on resources. When you have to, when you as a head coach and a conditioning staff have to constantly like, okay, we're going to have to put some extra work in there. Like that's a drain on resources. So it affects the rest of the squad. Where a guy like Payne Haas, you can all you need to say to some young kids is, 
keep your eye on him. Yep. Keep w- w- watch him do his extras. Yep. Watch his chase back. Mm. W- watch his level of conditioning. Watch his level of strength. Look who's on the top of the leader leaderboard for one rep max. Yep. A bench press, a squat. Oh, look who's won the Bronco. Look who's won the beep test. Payne has. Mm. Uh, Jimmy's spot on. Drain on resources. Um, and look, let's hope Josh is to turn the corner on the back of this period. But drain on resources is a really good point. When the, I believe it was Magic Round, when Manly went to Magic Round, Josh Schuster stayed back. Well, guess who had to stay back as well? One of the key high-performance managers to keep an eye on him. Yep. All right? Instead of all being up, focused on... So the, to keep on an eye on him, not doing the wrong because thing. Because, remember, he, was, he stayed back and was on a different program to get himself fit again. Yeah. Well, he wasn't back here by himself doing that. They needed staff to, to oversee that process. So to G- Jimmy's point, it is a drain on resources when you've got a player not in line in accordance with the standards of which the club has set to start the season. Uh, hey, and look, I, I, I hope that, that Josh Schuster does go on to full potential. We all do. We, we all do. But what, and, and this isn't anything against them, but it's, you've got, you've, whenever a deal like this is signed, it's going to come into question. Yeah. And it's going to be talked about on shows like this, on all the other rugby league shows, because it does raise eyebrows and it does call to question. And we all like to make predictions. But again, when you're assessing this deal, you think from a manly point of view, where's your gain here? Yeah. Where's your upside to this deal? And they're hard to get upsides in deals these days. But to offer a back rower that, you know, has performed with potential, hasn't strung games together. There's question marks over his defence. Like, it's a lot of money, Murray. Um, Josh Schuster shouldn't be naive to what Jimmy just said there. That point about when the salary goes up, the spotlight goes on. And and uh, great example, when Jack Bird left the Sharks after winning the Premiership, he was on poultry money. He was on about 150000 200000 when he when he won the comp with the Sharks in 16. And Jack Bird was deciding whether to go to the Brisbane Broncos on monster money, 800, right? Gallon said to Jack Bird, that's fine, mate. You go do whatever is best for your career. But rem- remember this, as soon as you start doing that big bucks, the spotlight is going to be on, the criticism is going to be on, you're going to be critiqued on every performance because you're taking a huge chunk of the salary cap. And that is a byproduct of what's going to happen for Josh Schuster. All right. Well, look, we wish him all the best. And, of course, we wish all the best, too, to Luke Brooks when he gets to Manly next year as the uh, smoke alarm goes off again, the fire alarm. Let's talk a little bit about the Tigers here, David Riccio, James Graham and Wendell. We heard through the week that there was a, uh, a little bit of a rift between Scott Fulton, whose recruitment and retention at the Tigers, and the current coach, uh, Benji Marshall. So how much do we read into this? Oh, Maroon, look, this, this, for listeners out there, it, it needs to be understood. Most setups at clubs are that the head of recruitment works in um, consultation with the head coach. It's those two figures that are most responsible for setting up a successful roster. They have the overall say on who stays, who goes, how much, right? And, and, and that relationship is absolutely critical to the success of your club. Now, when the head coach or, head, or future head coach has no idea who the head of recruitment uh, is being appointed or has no consultation about that, that leads to the potential, the absolute potential, of not everyone being on the same page. And that's what's happened to the West Tigers. Now, the West Tigers will say, look, we'll smooth out. It'll work out fine. Scott Fulton and Benji, they'll get on together. They might argue over a player or here. But ultimately, because it wasn't done in consultation, it's led to 
this suggestion of fractures in here. So in pati- particularly, what wasn't done in consultation? The Luke Brooks thing? No, no, no what I'm saying, the, the, the not... Uh, it was uh, CEO Justin Pascoe and Chairman Lee Hadjapantelis that appointed Scott yeah. Fulton mm. as the new head of recruitment okay. uh, and let Warren McDonnell go without talking to Tim Sheens or Benji first that, hey, what do you reckon if we put Scott Fulton on? Mm. That conversation didn't happen. Yeah, so Benji turns up to work on Monday, oh, meet your new recruitment and retention. That's cool. Okay. That's right. So was there an, is there another separate thing in relation to Benji wanted to hang on to Luke Brooks? There was certainly a discussion, and, and this is a byproduct of the current Ross, uh, uh, available halves on the open market. Discussion from Benji and Sheens that, well, let's not rush into letting Luke Brooks go. Let's, let's, let's have a look at extending him for another season or two because of what is actually available. Well, of which the Tigers find themselves in this exact situation right now, Luke Brooks has actually flipped the tables on them and said, well, I'm out of here. And now they're left with no other options where Benji and Tim were open to it because they were looking at the landscape. Now, uh, yeah, there could be there could be doors that open up as a result of Luke moving. I've, uh, I've got no doubt that, you know, managers will be knocking on the Tigers' door with some halves options, but quality ones are few and far between at this point. Unless, I mean, you're going to have to start for a really experienced halfback, James, Graham. let me bring you in here. You're probably going to have to look at the Super League. Uh, well, obviously, Mitchell Pierce is the one that springs to mind over there, but there's a great young kid at St. Helens, which really, uh, he really showed what he was capable of when he came over here and kicked the match-winning field goal against the Penrith Panthers, and that's Lewis Dodd. Mm. Uh, I think he does have a, a couple of years left, but he'd certainly be someone to, to look out for and, and go Sh- on. Sheens would know him too, Jimmy. Yeah, Sheens, Sheens loves the English market. Yeah, so the, the other one would be George Williams, but he's recently re-signed l- long-term. It, you're right, Maroon. It's, you know, oh, we need a half. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, where are you going to get this, yeah. Unless this halfback from? They've come know. knocking on the door of Braden Trindle, the backup half here at Mate, Manola. good player. Mate, yep. he's a first grade every day of the week. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, and for obvious reasons, Delta Sharks won't let him go. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that door's closed. But how, how long's Moreland got to go? He's on contract next year, and then that's it. Man, you've got Trindle there as well, so, yeah. 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 Okay, boys, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more rugby league. There's a couple of big games across the weekend. And, of course, this one. What does it mean to the Dragons? Uh, well, we're going to find out in about 10 minutes' time when we get kickoff. It's the Dragons taking on the Sharkies at Points Bet Stadium as Triple M rocks the footy. Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.